Aw yeah. Welcome back to another episode of Knowledge with Homage. Starting off real smooth tonight, welcoming Candy to the stage. Just kidding, it's just me. Just a smooth, slow intro for us today on this, the 4th of November 2022. Hope you're all doing very well out there, staying sane in these very insane times. It's a pleasure to be here with you. My name is David, David Castle, a.k.a. Homage, the Lion Killer. Good to be back. Good to be here. Uh, So what's going on? What's new in the world? Uh, Got a new music video coming out sometime in the next week, maybe on Monday, maybe Monday or Tuesday, for a song I just dropped called 666 Row that I premiered on here. So that'll be cool. Uh, What's new with me, you, you ask? Not a whole lot. I might quit my job. Getting sick of the 9 to 5. It's been really slow. So I don't really see any point in uh, hanging around and doing nothing all day. That's not fun. Fucking drive you nuts. And uh, maybe that'll be an encouragement to you to quit your job. If you're in the position to do it. Uh, So, um, started doing some tarot. I have, I've had a tarot deck for a while, just never really used it. I always like the s- symbolic nature of, of tarot. The symbols are really cool and how it represents the different archetypes. I'm a big fan of Carl Jung. It's a little new agey, a little, um, I don't know, like I don't put all my faith in that type of stuff, like astrology and uh, tarot and stuff like that, but it's been really crazy lately how accurate these card readings have been, like last night and before that the night before i'll start with that i i did a little reading like a two card deal and uh the fucking cards that popped up like the meaning behind them was super applicable to my life like exactly what what's been going on and uh they were really dark for (laughs) which kind of sucks but proves that um something is up with that stuff it is very bizarre and then um, I like shuffle them up and do it again, f- same exact cards. And after I shuffle it, and I'm like, "What the hell?" And they were not nice cards, but it was it was interesting to witness. And then I did it again last night, and uh, came up with these these two cards, kind of you know interesting, not very optimistic cards, but just ones kind of saying like, "Dude, you're going through it," type of deal. And um, I'm like, man, yeah, that's that's pretty true. Like, that's how I'm feeling. And then um, shuffled them up again, like extra good. Put the two cards in totally different spots, shuffled it a bunch, and like there was no possible way I could get the same two again. And then I got the same two <laughs> right after each other. And I, I tried to look up what the odds are of that. And some people are saying it's one in 76 because there's 76 cards, I think. Um, but I think it's a lot higher than that to get two, the same two cards in the same orientation twice in a row. Like that's nuts. And, uh, so yeah, um, I think there's something to it. And like, if you're more open to that realm, kind of the, the bizarre realm where things don't make sense and things are very illogical and like not everything is explained by just materialism, 
like traditional Western science. I think there's something uh, something beyond that. And if you if you're in tune with that, and if you're open to it, it can speak to you. And I think the tarot is a symbolic way of communicating with that realm. Um, some people, you know, really traditional Christian people, maybe or something, might be against that. They think you're communicating with devils or whatever. But I'm not sure if that's true. I don't know. I don't know much. I know that Carl Jung was really into it, and I respect him a lot. I think he was one of the greatest minds of the last century. I'm also into uh, Michael Tesserion. He goes into the tarot quite a bit, and I always found his explanations to be very interesting. So yeah, I've been experimenting with that. Kind of cool. One time I went to a psychic in Reno, um, gave her 15 bucks. It, it was like... It was kind of interesting. She lived in her um, in her business. Like I walked in, and there was just some kid playing. I walked into some living room, and uh, but she had a super legit sign out in front, and um, she gave me a reading, and she was like, "Holy shit, dude! Like you're fucked." Basically, she's like, "You got some evil spirits in you," and just um, I don't know, kind of freaked me out. She said that I was there's someone cast a, casted a spell on me. And, uh, and then of course she said that I needed to like get her upgraded package and do some sort of crystal healing ceremony. And I was like, okay, this is kind of bullshit. Like you had me going for a second, but I have no doubt that somebody cursed me with some demons, but not giving you 500 bucks for some crystal bullshit. Um, beyond that, Kanye has been making, uh, making headlines lately. Somebody recently asked me what I thought about Kanye. I was like, I don't care about Kanye. He's kind of a douche. Um, but I've recently changed my mind. I kind of like what he's doing. I think it's funny. Um, I think he's finally kind of broken free from the spell. At first, when he was freaking out and stuff um, and going public with his qualms against the entertainment industry, I had all the same thoughts that you usually have whenever a celebrity does anything. It's like... Okay, they're just, you know, he's controlled opposition or they're using him as, as a distraction or whatever. You know, he's he's playing some role. Um, but now I think it's just, I think he's just for real right now. Like, he doesn't give a fuck. And he's pissed off and, like, realizes how much he's been manipulated and what people are, have been trying to use him for. And he's made so much money that, um yeah, he's like, fuck you guys. And I respect that. I think that's cool. He's like, I don't got to be put into this box and think the same way as everybody else and be used as your puppet. Like that's bullshit and respect to Kanye for doing that. And like just going against the grain. And it's true that the Jews control a lot of stuff in entertainment and baking. Like that's just a fact. And he went on to explain too, that, um, that it's not even like your average Jewish person that you, that you know, or whatever. It's this cabal of people, it's like the Illuminati, and they use that as a cover, basically. But they're not even like traditionally, you know, going to see the rabbi or whatever. They're more like some evil fuckers that are doing some weird offshoot of Judaism and using that as a cover. But I'm no interest. I'm no expert in that um, field. I'm not a Nazi, but I do find it interesting what Kanye's doing. And it was cool. I saw today he reposted something that Daylight tweeted. He retweeted him. 
And I was like, holy shit, like Kanye knows about Daylight? Fuck, I just made a song with him. Like, that's badass. So that made me feel good. Uh, yeah, be cooler if he uh, hit me up, maybe. You know, I'll do a song with you, Kanye. But it got me thinking um, how much these bigger mainstream artists are watching the smaller underground artists. I think it happens more than you, than you would think. Um, especially if somebody's like not popping yet, but, but everyone knows they're good. Like if you're in tune with hip hop, um, you have a pretty broad perspective of, of what's out there. If you're like really looking for it. And there's no reason why the big mainstream rappers wouldn't be fucking with like underground artists and like pay attention, paying attention to their shit. And a lot of people have come out that say mainstream artists are like stealing underground artist flows and styles and just various shit like that. So, um, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to kind of think about that kind of stuff. And yeah. <laughs> well, why don't I play some music? How about we play one of my favorite songs made by The Far Side? Uh, this whole album is is incredible. So shout out to The Far Side. Classic hip hop. The video to this is sick too. Then the evil redneck killing to helpless color figure and as a victim. 
right to my invented low key Feel the key hold itself got lower than me So I stood up and let my free form for free Said I'm gonna get something before they knock it out me I don't sweat it, I let the bullshit blow in the breeze In other words, just the breeze, yeah Okay, so we talked about the tarot, we talked about Kanye, for better or for worse. Let's talk about, let's talk about the economy. What's going up, what's going on with that? They keep raising interest rates, and this directly affects the business that I'm in, because I'm in sales. I sell RVs, I'm not proud of it, but I gotta do what I gotta do, it's better than nothing. <clears throat> Just kidding, I'm kind of, nah, I'm not that proud of <laughs> it. Um, but the interest rates are go- are fucking nuts. Um, on RVs, they're really high to begin with. But they keep raising them. They just raised them another 0.75%. So now some of the best rates you'll see will be like 9%. And that's just like robbery. Because they make it seem like 9%, it, it would be 9% of like the overall amount. That's what the layman would think. But it isn't that at all. If you go the duration of the entire loan at a 9% interest rate, you're literally going to pay double, at least. Um, or something like that. It's just, it's really weird how they calculate interest rates. It's not the what a traditional person might think. And I think that's that's a trick of the banking industry to get people into these loans. Um, debt is slavery. I'm a firm believer in that. I think you should be minimizing your debt, trying to get out of debt, and... Um, just fucking 
try to like not be enslaved by this system. And that's why they don't teach you anything about money or banking or credit or any of that stuff in school. It's because the schools are ran by the people who run the banking industry, who run everything else, who start the wars, who fucking brainwash you, who control Hollywood. It's all the same group, and the banking system is a huge part of that. So what we witnessed uh, throughout COVID with the the money printer just going crazy, they printed trillions of dollars, an unfathomable amount of money uh, throughout COVID. And that was under Donald Trump, and it continued under Joe Biden. They kept doing the stim- stimulus payments, the bailouts, helping out their buddies, doing insider trading, and all kinds of bullshit. And it's just the usual business. That's how it works. But now... And I was talking about this back then, like how fucked we were going to be because of this. It's something like 80% of all money was printed uh, in 2020 and 2021, something like that. It's it's really crazy to think of. Um, trillions of dollars. And we knew there was going to be some repercussions back when all this was happening. And we're finally starting to see that because now inflation is a very real thing. You see it every time you go to the grocery store, the price of food is going up a bunch price of fuel, and then being exacerbated by the conflict in Ukraine and the sanctions against Russia, and just all of these things happening in conjunction, and, you know, you got to look at it and think, man, this is all connected. I mean, obviously, it's all connected, but is there a grand scheme behind it? And if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you probably know that, yeah, I definitely think that there is, because everything that they do all tends to lead towards their ultimate goal, which is complete control of the world, like the worldwide digital currency, plunging everyone into pestilence and posterity, and just making it so nobody has shit, so like you fucking can't go anywhere, you can't do shit, there's no jobs, everything's fucked. So yeah, we're we're seeing that happen. It's pretty interesting to witness in real time, like the destruction of the petrodollar. And I've spoken about this before in previous broadcast podcast broadcasts. Um, but from what I've been seeing, like it's it's really starting to happen. Saudi Arabia just came out and said that they're going to be dealing more with like Russia, Russia and China instead of the U.S. and using their currency for for their oil. So so that the fact that um Saudi Arabia would only accept US dollars for their oil that was huge for the United States. And that it's been like that since the 50s. Um but recently within the last year Saudi Arabia is like, well, I'm a fucking team up with Russia. And you know like Russia and China and and these other countries cuz America's fucking up. So um, things are getting real, and um, it's it's crazy to witness. So, what's gonna happen is major destabilization on a global level, on a level that we haven't seen in the United States since any but any of us have been alive. Like shit's gonna get crazy, like Great Depression status. Um, but then again, there's, there's no way to tell exactly what's going to happen. This is just what people are saying. They know that we are way overextended and this is like unprecedented. So exactly what's going to happen? 
not exactly sure. But you've seen pictures and, and heard stories about people in countries where their currency had been so inflated they had to bring a wheelbarrow full of money to like buy a loaf of bread because the money is so worthless. It, it'll cost you like a billion dollars to buy like some bread and some eggs or something. Um, I don't know if that could happen here. I mean, it could. Anything could happen. Um, but that would be crazy, right? Like, what would that do to society? And especially society as divided and brainwashed and, like, materialistic as ours. That would be hell. People are already, like, so ruthless when it comes to, like, getting the things they want. Just look at Black Friday. Such a disgusting day. The things that people do to get, like, a flat screen TV or whatever. Um, they're trampling over each other and fighting over some bullshit. Like, that doesn't even matter. This materialistic bullshit that we've been trained into thinking is cool and is like a status symbol and that's what life is all about, when it's not about that at all. It's all just this consumerism mindset that has been ingrained into us. Um, but once that stuff goes out the window and then people are struggling to get food and like keep their house warm and stuff, that's when things are going to get, that's when shit's going to get real. And we're already witnessing this in Europe. So like with the conflict in Russia and then NATO sanctioning Russia and not letting them purchase any of their natural gas or oil, now other countries in Western Europe are having trouble heating up their homes and electricity has become really expensive. Heat has become really expensive and people are living on a budget. This, this fucking myth about like white privilege and all this, like this European privilege. Yeah. The, the standard of living might be higher than some places in Africa or Southeast Asia or Latin America or something, but it's not like everybody is rich. People can afford the basics and now people are struggling to to get those basic necessities like food and heat. And this is happening in first world countries. And uh, it's pretty fucking nuts, man, to be witnessing this in real time. And just the fact that the the representatives, you know, these governments that are supposed to be helping us or like looking out for us, they're the ones causing it and doing it. Like, well, actually, they're just the puppets. You know, they're just put out there to make it seem like they that the people have some sort of input or some sort of uh, some sort of like participation in the selection of our government. But it isn't like that at all. Like these people are just following an agenda, doing what the fuck they're told from the people above them. And it's all part of the plan. And I guess the question is, what can we do to prepare for it? And a lot of people talk about this, you know, like investing in silver and gold and just real tangible stuff of value because gold and silver have always had value ever since biblical times and probably before that. It's like the first things of value because it's a limited resource. There's a limited amount of them. Just like Bitcoin, only so many Bitcoin can ever be mined. Well, there's only so much gold and silver in the earth. Although there's other people that'll say that that's bullshit too, and there's way more gold and silver than from what we've been led to believe. Same with oil and same with water. I don't know. But I know once the dollar goes to shit and isn't worth anything, 
that that's going to increase the value of gold and silver. So it is a hedge against inflation. And if you're concerned about that and you kind of want to get a leg up, the first thing to do is get out of debt. Stop fucking paying for some stupid shit that you don't need. And if you did it before and you're obligated, pay it off. Do what you got to do. Debt is slavery. You don't want it. And then the second thing would be buy some gold, buy some silver, like invest in that stuff and, and just have it just just because because the dollar's not looking so hot right now. Um, yeah. And you could buy, you know, there's always going to be Bitcoin and Ethereum and all that and all the cryptos. But that stuff, it's it's a stock, you know. It goes up and down according to the dollar. Yeah, you can have way bigger returns and stuff, and that's cool, you know, making money. But you got to know when to do it, and you got to be mindful of the times that we're in. We've been in a recession for a while now. It's just they haven't admitted it. But once the government like acknowledges it, I don't know what's gonna happen. I don't even know what the fuck I'm talking about. I just know shit's fucked, and. Uh, yeah, nobody wants to work. Interest rates are crazy high. Nobody's buying shit. People aren't making as much money. And uh, yeah, let's listen to some rap music. Cool G Rap and Necro, The System. Cock it back, pop it. I'm popping my clock. Cock it back, pop The system forces me to travel the court and watch my case unravel I'd rather bury a fucking judge in his gavel than gravel They wanna see my funeral, which explains triple sixes in my docket numeral These pigs wanna lock me up for a whack rhyme Tell me to come to court, 9.30am Motherfucker, I sleep at that time, your word is bond I'd like to see some victim of injustice Put bombs on his back and blow up 120 home, But now when I'm there, so kick my door in Cause any warren I got, I'm ignoring Get off my dick, pig, you making my testicles tired Trying to charge me for assault without using electrical wires It won't stick It's like assault without the battery I'll inject masculine into your anatomy if you rattle me Cock it back, pop it I'm popping my glass Cock it back, pop it Let off every single shot I'm like Carlito Bugunti These bitches want me, go suck dick on a donkey You fucking cunt, piece judicial system Crooked like the novels of Grissom Ain't worth pissing the bum splatter The funds matter with some collateral laws Corporate laterals Written in Latin by bastards stacking them smackerels And forestalling the poor and pathetic To run the war and get wetted Off at your head, get a coffin and flag for credit Catching hell and yelling for medics To satisfy a hell of a fetish Reddish blood trails from the parish Military killing Barry for propaganda news Rockefeller wrote they was dumb Stupid animals that base life off of that one group of camera crew. Now camouflage cannons move on the slums in the sand and dunes. For royal bloodliners to fuck miners, plus love vagina. From the kind you find the wonder rama. Cock it back, pop it. I'm popping my clock. clock. Cock it back, pop it. Let off every single shot. Gunshot, 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 Worst podcast ever. I don't even know uh, what I'm doing here. Talking about the economy, Kanye. The economy. 
I don't know. I wasn't even going to do this one, so I didn't prepare anything. But I had a little bit of time, and I figured I'd check in with you guys. So, so yeah. So, yeah. What else was I going to talk about? I watched this video the other day, because uh, I try to stay up to date on, like, the vaccine injuries. Um, just because, because it's, like, because I know what they're doing, kind of. And I know it's, they're putting the same shit that they've been sneaking into the GMO foods and into the chemtrails, this like weird nanotechnology, these Morgellons fibers, this synthetic biology. This is what they're putting into you with the vaccines. And it's to integrate with this network that is being erected amongst us. And you see the shit everywhere, all these different towers and whatnot. And it's actually also has to do with just the very power grid that runs everything in your home. It's a really crazy elaborate system that serves multiple purposes. But for full spectrum dominance and the full surveillance of everybody at all time and complete integration um, with artificial intelligence and like technology, it's required to have something inside of people to like monitor them and link them up with the system. And I think that's what the vaccine is. Um, so it could be dual purpose too. And it, it, that's not saying every single uh, injection contains these things in that amount. They could be experimenting with different stuff to see what works. Although I think they've been ex experimenting with stuff for a long time because Clifford Carnicom uh, the scientist, doctor, I, I don't know if he's a doctor, but he's a fucking crazy smart scientist. I've, I've met the guy. Um, he's been talking about this for 20 years now and taking samples of it and studying it and seeing what it reacts to and seeing how it fucking grows and reproduces. It like self-replicates. And he came to the determination, he coined the phrase cross-domain bacteria, and he said that it's a combination of like a fungus uh, a robot and an am animal. So it's like a, a triple fucking whammy. It, it also displays properties of, uh, I think it's called archaea, like a bacteria, like a single-celled organism. I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm just a dude watching all this shit happening. And uh, I, although I have done some observations of the stuff I find around my house and shit that's come out of my own body, that confirms that. It's these weird little fibrous things uh, they're disgusting, and they're on a microscopic level. And you could do an experiment at home. And I've, I've mentioned this a couple times, but one experiment that you could do is called the red wine test. I think it also works with grape juice, but I've only tried it with red wine. But what you would do, brush your teeth real good, get all this stuff out of there, take a sip of red wine, and then kind of like swish it around in your mouth for about a minute. It feels feels kind of weird, too. It'll, it'll kind of give you like a numbing, tingling sensation. And then you're going to want to spit that onto a plate or like a bowl, a white bowl. And then you'll see all these little fibers that come out. And it doesn't make sense because, you know, you just brush your teeth. You know that there's nothing, there's not a bunch of food in your mouth or whatever. Um, but what these things are, it's just these fucking Morgellons things. And Morgellons is a name that they made up to try to dismiss the people who are having these experiences and having these fibers being pushed out of them. So they pulled Morgellons out of some 
super old medical textbook and like this condition from the 1500s or something and tried to equate it to that in order to like obfuscate things and to make it seem like these people were crazy or whatever. Um, so it's, it's kind of bullshit that name. Um, but yeah, you could do the red wine test and see that these things are, they're in everybody. It's because they've sprayed it into the atmosphere. Like it's in the water, it's in the food. It's fucking everywhere, bro. It's like, it's in the animals, the plants. I'm not saying that to scare you because for the most part, it's harmless, right? We're, We're not all dropping dead because of it, but it is something. It's something to be concerned about. Like, why are they doing this? What the fuck is going on? And... Another thing, another thing you can do if you want to get this stuff out of you, or at least try to mitigate its effects on you, is just be detoxing. Like, dude, try to eat cleaner, try to eat organic. But even that, if it's grown outside, it's still going to have this stuff on it. But at least it won't be as bad as the super processed stuff with all the added chemicals, because it's all bad, right? Like, I'm, I th- you probably know that a lot of the food we're eating just isn't even food. You look at the ingredients on it, there's like a hundred ingredients for the simplest like cracker. And uh, it's all some crazy synthetic scientific shit that you don't even know what that is. And it'll say like made with bioengineered products. You're just like, what the fuck is this thing I'm eating? That was something interesting of when I went to uh, Southeast Asia. You would look at the wrapper of something and see the ingredients and there would be like three ingredients. It'd be like, you know, flour, fucking grain, I don't I don't know, salt. <laughs> Something very simple, like how it should be. Uh, but here in America, they, they just put all this crazy stuff, man, and they're just experimenting on us and doing, they're fucking us up is what's happening. But anyway, back to the vaccine, before I went on that tangent. But the reason why I do that is because it all connects together, and like I've been studying this for so long, and to see it all start to integrate and like interweave um, and, and become interwoven rather. It's really crazy, dude, like really fucking nuts. And it makes, but it makes total sense when you understand the technology and the ultimate goal, like the transhumanist goal and the agenda to just completely control everyone. And I think ultimately it's about destroying the spiritual connection with with the beyond, with God, or with whatever. I think it's a demonic agenda. And if you don't believe in uh, that kind of stuff, no worries. You know, I'm, I'm not mad at you. This is just the conclusion that I've come to. If nothing else, these guys are just assholes. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They believe in it. That's the problem. It doesn't matter if you don't believe in it. These people do, and they're really evil, and they're on, like, the bad side. So regardless of your belief system and how you think the universe works, well, it's you're kind of fucked because these people who are controlling everything are really into some fucked up demonic shit. And I think the vaccine is a part of that. Um, and I've heard stories and stuff and heard people discussing, like, do you know somebody who's got the vaccine and, like, they're acting different towards you or they just seem, like, em- emotionally distant or they don't want to have contact with you anymore, or something like that. And um, I got to admit, I kind of have witnessed that in my own personal life. I do feel like people are becoming more distant. And I don't know if that's just a result of the um, 
like the social issues that we've experienced in the past couple of years, because there really has been a, a huge psychological warfare that's been conducted against the people in order to divide us and get us to dislike each other and and just be mad at each other over stupid, petty bullshit that doesn't even matter. Um, but it, it's been effective because a lot of people don't recognize that that is happening. They think they're just victims to it because they don't know how to read through it and like overcome it. And that's not their fault. It's just fucking how the world is. And it's very rare that somebody will search out the answers and try to understand what's happening and like even be open to it regardless. So congratulations to you for finding this podcast and, uh, you know, having an open mind. Not that I got all the answers, but it's cool that, uh, to be looking into alternative things. So yeah, um, it's tough to say if this nanotechnology stuff is affecting people's emotions or maybe even on a spiritual level. Um, cause I've heard people like, uh, man, I forget his name. It's like Harold, Harold something, uh, on bit, on bit shoot is probably the only place you can find him now. It, although you might have some stuff on, um, YouTube. He goes into, he's been studying the nanotechnology stuff too. And he's a very smart individual. I think he's from Germany or something. And he also studies this thing called black goo, which is this very strange substance that, I don't know, people find fucking places oozing out of the ground. And he says it's like this weird alien nanotechnology, like very bizarre stuff. Um, But it resembles the stuff that they're finding in the chemtrails and uh, the geoengineering or whatever, just this strange synthetic nanotechnology that they want inside of all of us. And the strange thing about it is because it displays a level of consciousness. And it's like a hive mind or whatever. Um, How do I explain this? Dude, I don't know. It's 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 hard to explain. It's hard to even conceptualize because it's so bizarre. You could think of a school of fish. Um there's certain fish that gather around, there'll be like 10,000 fish or a hundred thousand fish, and they'll all make the same exact movements at the same time. And it, it's really crazy to watch. And you could even see it with like little minnows and stuff. In fact, last time I was at Pyramid Lake, I was watching these minnows all swim in the same path and like make the same movements at the same time. It's, it's really weird. And, um, it's as if they're all tapped into the same consciousness and they're part of like a hive. I guess a beehive would work like that too. So there's different examples in nature of animals kind of all being on the same wavelength and like almost having the same consciousness, although they're different fucking individuals. And you could also say that the human body works in in that way too, and all life, because all life is made up of cells, which are doing their own little fucking thing and kind of working together to make everything work as a whole. And you could even take a step back and say that the whole universe works like that, and we're all just, you know, little cells inside of God or whatever. But uh, however you think about it, it's pretty fucking crazy to think about. Um... This nanotechnology stuff, 
that they're putting into us is very, very weird advanced technology, and it's pretty scary, I guess. And not trying to scare you, but it's like the only reason I even talk about this stuff is because we got to stop it. Like, we got to do something about it. This should be the major issue on in every political debate and all that stuff, but it's never fucking talked about. And there's a reason why it's so suppressed. The, there's two things that are the most suppressed fucking shit out there. It's the the whole chemtrail agenda, the nanotechnology, like the the very dark side of that. Yeah, they'll admit to like trying to mess with the weather and doing weather modification or something or trying to block the sun for climate change. That's all bullshit. It's it's really about and they they do control the weather though. But that's like that's small compared to this, which is the the biological aspect of it. So there's that and then there's the free energy thing. Because and it's all it all has to do with control. Because if people knew about either of these things, it would completely overturn the power structure which now exists. And these guys they're not trying to give up their fucking power, dude. Like that's all they care about. That's they're they're evil. That's what they fucking love is power. So, yeah, between like chemtrails and uh, the free energy thing, and the free energy thing, that's nine eleven. Nine eleven proves they use the directed energy weapon to blow up those towers for the most evil purpose ever, so they can go, you know, pass the Patriot Act take away all these freedoms, increase surveillance at home, always have that terrorist threat looming, and then send our fucking guys across to the Middle East and kill millions of fucking Arab people who had nothing to do with the Twin Tower attacks and just do all kinds of fucked up shit over there. Test all kinds of weapons, too. Who knows what the fuck they were using on those guys. Their stories. Uh, and, and have a bunch of our guys die, too. And it's just, uh, it's a really crazy world that we live in when you step back and kind of realize that that's what's happening. And you're like trying to navigate things. You're like, damn, what do I do? Does that mean you're going to fucking change it? I mean, the most I can do, I guess, is talking to this microphone and uh, try to enjoy life, you know, and, and see what happens and prepare yourself the best you can. Um, try to detox a little. But, um, yeah, that's what got me interested uh, today when I was thinking about Kanye and like just him just going off the, going off the deep end, as I would say, and just kind of talking about shit he, he shouldn't be talking about. Like, I wonder if he'll ever talk about the fucking chemtrails in like 9-11 or whatever. Cause you gotta know if he's what, if he's going down the rabbit hole and he's fucking really trying to get into some some conspiracy shit, it's only a matter of time, you know? He probably already knows about it. But maybe not. Maybe he'll fucking watch a video tonight. Maybe he'll listen to this podcast, and then tomorrow he's going to go on Tucker Carlson and fucking talk about chemtrails. <laughs> then he'll really die. Then they'll really kill him. I don't know, man. I'll tell you what, though. I'm just coasting. Just coasting on a dream, baby. Coasting.
jet west as I drift over cliffs. The sunset, yes, it's me and myself. I needed a rest. The windows down, breathing deep in my chest. Used to feel hopeless, now I feel so rare. Seats lean back, can't see my chair. See my eyes reflecting the sky. I feel so divine, giving thanks I'm alive. Cause we came a long way since our days in the A. Sleepless nights, was trying to get right. Now I just glide, wind in my sails. I toast to the ocean, she balanced my scales. West coasting, got the reason my left. Believe in me, black when life do you ask? Stay focused, true indeed, it's a fact. When them hard times come, love will bring you right back. When life brings trouble, you Chase models as if it's all live. Prime time, the Apollo. Mighty big deal, too many can't swallow. The pain got them tripping off things, feeling hollow. Weight on my brain, spitting my slang. Cause I don't wanna, I don't wanna go insane. I'm forward on my mission now, I'm deep in the game. Got my speakers on black while I'm switching the lane. Stay low, pro, info. Started out at Kinko's. Ten years later, out to Vegas on a G4. The seats bucket when we puff, puff, pass. Passport to my luggage, got my beats on smash. Attitude. Of a winner, that's some DMA. So it feel like a summer anywhere that I lay. Hey, it's CA to the day that we out. Stay strong through the struggle, that's what life is about. When life brings trouble, you Talk about takeoff getting killed, man. That's crazy. Poor guy. Yeah, RIP takeoff. Fucking the Migos. You know, I'm not going to lie. I'm not the biggest Migos fan, but, you know, it's it's just sad, bro. Think about um, whenever somebody dies, you kind of think about their family and how they all uh, feel about it, which is obviously shitty. Um, But imagine, like, Dude, you're part of this super successful group. Like, you made it. You're from the fucking hood and shit. And just, you know, from Atlanta. And just you overcome all that stuff. And then 
you go to some party with a bunch of hood ass motherfuckers and you get shot over some shit that you're not even involved in. Like, it's terrible. It's just fucking stupid. And, uh, but then again, man, it just let that be a lesson to you. It's like, why, why are you hanging around these motherfuckers, bro? Stupid motherfuckers, bro. <coughs> um, yeah, and then you listen to the dude's music, and it's like, okay, I mean, you live that life. You talked about shooting and killing a bunch of motherfuckers over some shit, and then that happens. So it's like, what can you do? You lived it. You did it. It's sad. Just sad. It's funny, too, because, you know, all the rappers and everybody comes out when somebody gets killed and says, oh, we got to do better, like... We can't quit. We can't keep living like this. And like, you know, he was a good guy, and and uh, this and that. You know, the the typical sympathy that comes out. But it's like they don't. None of their music says that shit. It's like all the, it's all the opposite. It, you know. So it's like practice what you preach, man. It's why does it only come out when somebody gets killed or whatever? That uh oh, all of a sudden now everyone's all nonviolent. But it's like, dude, come on, get real, bro. And uh, not saying that I'm not into, you know, some ignorant shit. I support it. I listen to some real fucked up. I try to find the most fucked up music possible to listen to. But it's like, it just seems very inauthentic when somebody comes out after somebody dies. I understand they're sad and it sucks. But it's like, okay, bro, but you're making millions, you know, promoting this shit. This shooting motherfuckers and, and over some dumb bullshit. Like, that's your whole genre that shit so don't come to me saying you know you're surprised or whatever when that's that's the life you talk about you know what i'm saying um people people are debating whether or not rap has become more violent in recent years i don't think it has or or hip-hop rather because hip-hop isn't an entity it's a culture it's like a it's a thing it's a it's a style of music and um it does have a cultural aspect to it as well. and But it's strayed so far from what it once was. And yeah, there's always been elements of violence to hip-hop, to hip-hop because people are violent, especially people from, from cities and stuff who are, you know, who are poor and shit. Fucking drugs brings violence. So yeah, if if your whole genre is like drill or or the mumble shit or the trap shit, it's all about selling drugs and like fucking, you know, getting hella money and robbing people and shooting people. It's like, yeah, you can't be surprised when that fucking actually happens. Because you might be the artist talking about it and just, you know, um making art out of out of these scenarios. But there's also some motherfuckers really doing that. And they'll they'll fucking do what you say in your song to you. So that's my two cents on that. Is uh stay away from stay away from any party where you feel like you might get shot. And of course there's the people coming out talking about it's the Illuminati sacrifice and it's all encoded with the gematria. And I'll admit I watch those videos. I give it I give it some credence. But then again, I watch the video of like it actually happening, and it's like, oh yeah. This is the type of environment where motherfuckers get shot. 2.30 in the morning, everyone's all fucked up, coked up, fucking 
you know, drunk as fuck, high, playing dice, fucking bunch of dudes. I, I didn't see very many bitches, you know. So it's like, yeah, rappers are going to get shot. Probably because, uh, you know, you got a bunch of these these fat fucking drug dealer dudes <laughs> who are, uh, you know, losing at dice or whatever. And then uh, takeoff's like a famous rapper. Although people say, you know, so anyway. Jealous, man. Jealousy and envy. Get the fuck out of there, man. If you make it, get the fuck out of there. Find a new group of friends. Go uh, become a Freemason or something, man. You gotta do do what Shaq did. Okay, so we got a... I'm just gonna read a couple headlines. These are from Activist Post. I like going there, because if you want to read, like, regular mainstream headlines, just... Oh, and do it. Turn the news on. These are kind of an alternative thing. So it says, Wells Fargo braces for more layoffs as loan volumes collapse 90% year over year. And this is more um, backing up what I said earlier in terms of what I'm witnessing in my line of work. It's Nobody's buying anything, dude. If you're in sales, get the fuck out. Auto or RVs. Find something else, bro. Learn how to fucking fix the toilet or some shit because this is fucked. So yeah, Wells Fargo braces for more layoff layoffs as loan volume collapsed 90% year over year. By Tyler Durden, a pseudonym. Among the growing list of many companies bracing for layoffs is now Wells Fargo, who has seen their U.S. loan volumes collapse. The falloff in loan volume has left some workers idle, according to a new CNBC report. This, in turn, has them worried about further job cuts. In the early weeks of Q4, the bank had about 18,000 loans in its pipeline, the report says. This is down an astonishing 90% from a year earlier when the pandemic housing boom was in full swing. The drop-off in loan volume is at least partly attributable to a slowing housing market as rates have risen. With the Fed raising rates again this week, it doesn't look like the spigot on loans is going to be reopening anytime soon. Other housing loan companies like Rocket Mortgage are also expected to downsize as a result of the slowing activity in housing. Wells Fargo has historically been the most reliant on mortgages out of all the major U.S. banks, CNBC notes. CFO Mike Santomassimo had already warned about the slowdown in mid-October, stating, We expect it to remain challenging in the near term. It's possible that we have a further decline in mortgage banking revenue in the Q4 when originations are seasonally slower. Uh, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, you know, it's not, uh, they're raising interest rates. It's unaffordable to get a mortgage. The same mortgage that would have been 2% on a fucking house a year ago is now like 7%, 7 or 8%. So it's like you're paying double the money just in interest. And, uh, it's a lot of people can't afford that, especially, you know, with everything else becoming more expensive. But, and they're doing this on purpose. It's the Federal Reserve. It's all the fucking scam. The Federal Reserve was created in secrecy on a fucking island in like on 1920-something or whatever. I forget the exact dates, but it's all bullshit. You can look into it and uh, guess guess the religion of those people that conspired to do that. Kanye knows. <clears throat> so conspiracy author David Icke, banned from EU, labeled a terrorist. I thought he lived in the EU. David Icke, you know, I like some of his stuff. He's, uh, you know, we sampled him a couple times. 
Um, you know, fighting the good fight, I think. Some people think he's controlled opposition and was just set up there to uh, inject the reptilian bullshit into the conspiracy community and, and uh, kind of use that against us. I don't know. Nonetheless, it says, uh, conspiracy author David Icke has been banned from entering the EU and designated as a level three terrorist, according to his son, Garrett Icke. The public speaker and former BBC television host was due to attend an event in Amsterdam this weekend, but will now reportedly be prevented from entering any country in the EU for a period of two years. Received an email from the Dutch. My dad, David Icke, has been banned from entering the EU for two years, tweeted Garrett Icke. They claim he's a level three terrorist, and that's laughable. The guy's obviously not a fucking terrorist. And what is this? What even is the fucking definition of terrorist? It's just somebody you don't like? They're just a terrorist? Don't you have to blow something up? The fucking EU are terrorists. The, uh, the American government is, are terrorists. It's just ridiculous. The old man's banned from the Netherlands, wrote Ike in another tweet. Zero convictions, zero crimes committed. Banned by the government. Wow. Ike had been set to feature at an event called Together for the Netherlands, but far-left activist groups complained to the government and demanded he be barred from entering the country. So far-left activist groups, I'm assuming assuming that means the fucking CIA. (laughs) The municipality of Amsterdam also asked the Dutch IND, Immigration and Naturalization Service, to investigate whether Ike can be refused entry to the the country. The appeal was apparently successful... The municipality claimed that Ike had made anti-Semitic statements in the past that are unacceptable and deeply hurtful, although they didn't cite any specific examples. Ah, yeah. So that's enough to get you uh, to get you th- banned from countries. That's pretty amazing, isn't it? Fuck. Uh, imagine if they come across this country. I, I won't be able to go. I mean, this this podcast. I forgot, David Icke lives in a, what the hell is it, right? Doesn't he live in a England, the UK? I guess that's not part of the EU anymore, huh? That's what Brexit was? I don't know, who gives a fuck about those guys? America's number one, fuck the EU. No, I'm just kidding, dude, I love you guys. Got a, few, got a few fans in the EU, I sent some merch there. Okay, so moving on, uh, you know, More power to you, David Icke. They're really going after the conspiracy icons. Went after Alex Jones, now it's David Icke. And that also kind of makes you question it, too. Oh, Kanye. I guess you can call Kanye a conspiracy guy now. But, uh, kind of interesting times. I wish they'd go after me a little. Jeez. Canada's Bill C-11 explained a... uh, Canada's Bill C-11 explained... A chilling law that lets the government censor user-generated content. So it's all about uh, censoring speech online. That's great. Canada's Online Streaming Act, Bill C-11, is one of several examples, or several recent attempts by Western governments to crush online speech while claiming that they support free expression. So that's that's some double-think right there. That's some Orwellian double-think. Yeah, we support free speech, but you can't say that because you're hurting someone's feelings, so that doesn't count as free speech. 
Uh, you know, some people think that the internet was created specifically for this purpose to make people think that they were free and that they could say whatever they want. Meanwhile, they're watching everything you do and everything you say, and then they just turn around and use it all against you. But that's just a crazy conspiracy theory, right? Oh, look what the fuck's happening. Then there's people like me and you and, and other people who are out there just saying whatever the fuck they want, because fuck them. Uh, the bill's being used, or the bill's being pushed by Canadian Heritage Minister Pablo Rodriguez. That's not a Canadian name. A politician who believes that unregulated speech erodes the foundations of democracy. And it has the full support of Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau. A world leader who previously said freedom of expression isn't freedom to hate. I'm not going to read this because uh, I'm not Canadian. But it is bullshit, man. Uh, it's, it's, it's very predictable. The Canadians are even worse than the Americans. And uh, I, they're even more complacent and even more afraid to stand up for themselves. As if that's possible, you know? Like you could be more of a pussy than Americans are right now, but I think the Canadians might be. No offense, Canadians. I'm sure, there's some. There's a couple of good a eggs up there, eh? But uh, you know, I think Western man has just been so fucking turned into such a pussy. I don't know if it's what they've been putting in the food or the porn or the what, but it's like the lack of families. Nobody has anything to stand up for. It's just everyone is such fucking bitch ass motherfuckers, bro. You think about the people that founded this place, dude. They came across the ocean in these shitty little boats, and it took them, like, months to do it. Didn't even know if they'd get here. I don't even know what they were eating. It probably sucked. Probably some salted fish or some shit. And, uh, you know, if you survive the voyage without getting, uh, you know, scurvy or whatever the fuck, whatever other diseases were going on back then, you had to come here and, like, build your own house, fucking hunt for all your own food, grow your own crops. Like, there were just some badass motherfuckers back in the day. You maybe lived till, like, you were, like, 26, and then you died. Maybe if you're lucky, you could get a few slaves. <laughs> but uh, it's just funny how much everything has changed. It's pretty amazing just how domesticated we've become. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Uh, on the verge of the worst homelessness crisis in the entire history of the United States. I can attest to that. If you live in a major urban area, you may have noticed that tent cities are starting to pop up all around you. And this is by Michael Snyder, um, by, the, by the way. I'm going to post links to all these articles. If you live in a major urban area, you may have noticed tent cities starting to pop up all around you. The worst inflation crisis in decades has combined with the worst drug crisis that we've ever seen to create an unprecedented homelessness crisis. That's interesting. Yeah, the, the combination of inflation and drugs. And the fact that people are just less motivated, like things I mentioned before, the porn, the fucking the destruction of the family unit, just all of, it's a perfect storm to create a very unsafe environment. That's why tomorrow I'm going to get my concealed carry. Like, I'm I'm not going nowhere without a fucking gun anymore. I mean, I already do, but I would like to, you know, if the cops fuck with me, be able to like, be like, oh, it's cool, bro. I got, I'm like, I'm one of you guys, bro. 
just out here to shoot some people. Um, but seriously, man, I think if you got the ability, dude, I you shouldn't be leaving home without a weapon. Straight up. Especially if you're a chick. Every chick should have a gun. Dudes are fucking weird. Anyway, continuing. Every night, even more Americans join the rapidly growing unsanctioned encampments that are taking up more and more real estate in our largest cities. If things are this bad now, how many of our fellow citizens will be sleeping on the streets when economic conditions are much worse a year or two from today? We're supposed to be the greatest nation on the planet, but with each passing day, even more tent cities are established. Our system is failing, and the widespread economic suffering that we're witnessing right now is truly difficult to comprehend. Absolutely, dude. This guy's on my page. I got to talk to this motherfucker. It's crazy. It's fucking crazy to witness this shit and just to be aware of it and being like, yo, we're witnessing the collapse of an empire. We're living in the best country in the world and it's purposely being dismantled and destroyed. It's pretty It's pretty nuts, man. And I live in a city of only like 55,000. I live in Carson City. Uh, that doesn't mean you should come visit me. But uh yeah, but there's more homeless people than ever. Obviously, like, way more. And then you go to Reno, which has, like, half a million. It's right up the street, and it's like, dude, there's so many homeless people. And it's sad, man. <clears throat> it's very sad. And it's sad, the mental illness, too, and, like, the correlation between that. Like, not everybody who's homeless is mentally ill, but it is a very huge contributing factor to homelessness. Just people going nuts, a lot of it drug-induced, I think. And my belief on uh, on what causes insanity and, like, schizophrenia and things like that is, is very weird. Kind of goes, it's a little Swedenborgian in origin. And uh, I think evil spirits are, are real motherfuckers. I think demonic possession is real. I think that drugs kind of... Uh, thin that veil between these two realms and allow for people to get fucked with by these these weird energy beings that feed on negative shit and like are just demonic and it's it sucks dude i think uh a lot of people are suffering because of that not to mention the government might control shit and all and just the occasional real crazy motherfucker but um what i just i just read a book on that i was been watching a few different um interviews as well and it's with this guy who worked in a psychiatric hospital for like 40 years and he tried to treat he was treating people with schizophrenia and trying to find a method that worked to like get through to them and um he actually took to their he took their like recountings of what they were seeing and who they were talking to as real um and he realized that the drugs that were given to people weren't stopping the voices it was just making them so they weren't as loud or whatever but they were still there and it like wasn't actually treating the source of it um but he found a way to like just get rid of these motherfuckers basically by treating it as like dude this is a real fucking thing in this guy's brain like coming into him and saying terrible things to him and i have an aunt who has schizophrenia it's the worst thing ever dude it's really fucking sad um and i i don't know dude um, let me find, in fact, I'm going to look that up in case you guys are interested in that, because it's a really interesting concept. Let's see here. Orders. Uh, da, da, da. So, if you want to learn more about that, the book 
that he wrote about it is called An Amazing Journey into the Psychotic Mind, Breaking the Spell of the Ivory Tower. And the author of that, his name is Jerry Marzinski. It's a really interesting concept. And like, I've always kind of felt when I'm talking to crazy people, I always felt real, we've always been very empathetic to that and like had sympathy for it. Was it sympathy or empathy? I always get those confused. Maybe I have both. But I'm always like, damn, that sucks, dude. And I like actually listen to them for a while until it starts to make me crazy. And I'm like, all right, dude, I got to go. Like, here's five bucks. <clears throat> but um, yeah, it's, I've always kind of felt like there was a spiritual thing to it. Maybe I'm just a crazy guy. But I'll post links to um, this book if you're interested in learning about that. You can go on YouTube and look up Jerry Marzinski and see <clears throat> his personal um, tale of what he says about that kind of shit. You can look into Swedenborg and fucking see what he has to say. He says, we're always surrounded by some weird angels and demons. They're always trying to fuck with us. Anyway, <laughs> kind of went way off, way off point there. Are you still with me? So, talking about homelessness, getting back to this article. Uh, just look at what's happening in Sacramento. It is the capital of California, and tent cities are being established all over the place. In fact, it's being reported that the number of homeless people in Sacramento has risen by nearly 70% by just 2019. Holy shit. During the pandemic, the unhoused population has soared all over California, but the increase in Sacramento has been particularly stunning. The region has seen an almost 70% rise in homelessness since 2019, now counting more unhoused people than San Francisco. Wow, that's crazy. I didn't know that. Actually, I'd recently driven through Sacramento within the last year, and I did notice a lot of homeless people. Um, but Sacramento is huge. It's much larger than San Francisco in terms of area. So I guess they're just spread out. There's more people, more places for them to go. San Francisco, it's like, it's so dense. They got to be right there in front of you, like on the sidewalk. But uh, Sac, you can find a nice little fucking wooded area. Needless to say, absurd housing prices are one of the main reasons why so many people are being forced out into the cold streets. The primary force behind the dramatic rise, according to a 2022 point-in-time count, is the high cost of housing. Well, no shit. The medium home price in the country has surpassed 500 grand, half a million, and the median monthly rent is $2,774, up more than 5% from last year. Some studios downtown rent for two grand a month, said Crystal Sanchez, president of the Sacramento Homeless Union, while thousands of people sleep outside. Dude, two grand a month, even if you're making a hundred grand a year, of which you'll take home like 60 okay, after being taxed and shit and being fucking raped by the government. Because if you're making a hundred grand a month or a year, you're fucking rich, right? No, you're working 50 hours a week, working your fucking ass off, dealing with a bunch of assholes, and the government steals all your money. And then, so, you know, you're spending half of that almost. Well, $24,000 a year on rent for a studio downtown. Not to mention your insurance. Not to mention fucking food. Not to mention some, a lot of people got a car payment, auto insurance. All the ways that you get raped. And plus you get taxed on all that shit too. It's just amazing how um, unaffordable everything is. Uh, most middle class families can barely afford to pay $2,000 or more for housing each month, and those who are poor don't stand a chance. 
Conditions are very similar up in Portland. Housing prices have soared to insane levels, and homelessness is spreading like wildfire. Sorry, I keep having this song butt in because I'm going over my time here. We'll get to you in a bit. I'm going to edit that out. Yeah, conditions are similar in Portland. Housing prices soared to insane levels, and homelessness is spreading like wildfire. At this point, Mayor Ted Wheeler says that there's nearly 800 unsanctioned encampments spread throughout the city. Nearly, yeah, nearly 800 unsanctioned encampments spread out over the 146 square miles of Portland. Yeah, well, good thing you decriminalized all drugs and you just make it so you're giving them free fucking heroin, you stupid fucks. It's just disgusting, man. And this is what they want, dude. You know, maybe it might... It's just sad, bro. At this point, it's pretty much gotten to the point where you simply can't avoid the tent cities. Things are so bad right now that there's a possibility that the state of Oregon could actually elect a Republican governor in November. Yeah. The race for governorship remains a toss-up with a new poll showing a narrow lead for the Republican candidate in a state that hasn't elected a Republican since 1982. Republican Christine Drazen leads Democrat Tina Kotick in the race 44 to 41%. Okay, okay, big deal. Uh, I thought that we'd never see a Republican governor in that state. Looks like they might have been wrong about that. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, you get the gist of it. Um, things are just, <clears throat> things are just getting a little rough, man, to say the least. And I think that's, it's accompanied by <clears throat> more and more dependence on substances. Uh, a lot of people getting fucked up and just trying to forget. And that's pretty natural for human beings to behave in that way and just kind of, uh, you know, drown out the, the bullshit with some booze. And I don't blame you for doing that. Do what you got to do, buddy. But no, that ain't going to bring you happiness. They might for a little while, but hangovers suck. And with that, I'm going to say peace out. Thanks a lot for listening. Pleasure. Always a pleasure. Be on the lookout for my new music video drop. And hey, if you support my work, go buy some merch from me. Actually, uh... Hey, if you're into it... Do your thing. Portishead. Glory box. <laughs>